Here we go for episode two of the Ludicrous Report, better known as TLR. As always, I am your host, or one of your hosts, Joey Carney, and side by side with me today, again, Issa, the diva incarnate. First off, how are you? Welcome back to the show. I know we took a week off because hurricanes are just really coming your way. So how is everything going? And how is everything? Yeah, yeah. Hurricanes are a thing that tend to happen here in the Caribbean. That's that's one of the side effects of that tropical lifestyle, right? But I'm okay. Everything is okay. We got power back. Water is back. Not the whole island is 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 quite there yet, but where me and my family are, luckily, we we got everything back to normal. And this whole week that you've been, you know, kind of isolated without <laughs> everything else, uh, there's been some celebrity stuff going on, some wacky stuff, some stuff that are just kind of a head scratcher. Um, but for those of you who are new to the show, uh, welcome to the Ludicrous Report. Uh, we'll be here every Tuesday live at 3 p.m. to go over celebrity news, celebrity gossip, wacky, crazy stuff that's going on in the world of Hollywood. And, uh, there's just so much to dive into. I did find some things that we can talk about today. Um, Issa, I know that some of these things we talked about before we went live, and we just looked at each other like, what is going what? on? <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing that's happening in Hollywood right now uh, is that Rihanna has been announced, or I don't know if it's been announced officially yet, because I, I read some other things, but we'll talk about it. Rihanna headlining the 2023 Super Bowl halftime show. What do you think? I'm excited. I mean, it would be nice if she came out with some new music. She hasn't come out with an album in how long now? So what is she going to sing? The same stuff. But regardless, yeah. um, I, I was happy to see that. Yeah, and I was reading like last week or so that Taylor Swift was expected to be the one to do the halftime show. And then all of a sudden it changed to Rihanna. But the big headline here is something that I read that said Rihanna might be doing a makeup tutorial Yes. During this performance at the halftime show. <laughs> Listen, wacky. I, <laughs> as wacky as you might find it, I am a big fan of Rihanna's Fenty makeup line. I think uh, like her makeup line is absolutely incredible. There are some things that I don't like, but even the range in her foundation. I don't know. I find Rihanna somebody that like venture into entrepreneurship in other projects and really succeeded the the savage fenty underwear line is also very very good um so i saw that and i couldn't help but to laugh because the woman does have a very successful makeup line so to me it will make sense but if i'm somebody that doesn't know other rihanna's ventures i will see that headline and go why would she do that <laughs> you know but exactly. listen fenty is an excellent makeup line in case you didn't know joe well, yeah, I don't really, uh, you know, I don't dabble in the makeup stuff. <laughs> but, uh, Her foundation range, like the range of shades that she features, is just something that should be applauded because of women of all skin colors, tones, they'll be able to find a match with Fenty where there's other makeup companies that unfortunately do not do that and people oh, wow. struggle finding a match, which with Rihanna, you, I guarantee you, you'll find your match. Yeah, and Rihanna's kind of one of those people who just like, Everything that she does, she becomes the best in the world at it. I mean, like, she's one of the biggest singers of all time, one of the biggest artists of all time. She's got this brand. She's got this, that, the other thing. She's got so much going on. It almost makes sense that she can perform and do a makeup tutorial at the halftime <laughs> show, the biggest show of the year. It kind of just makes sense. We'll probably that get a fashion show, too. Like, she'll probably. 
probably release probably. The, the new line of Savage Fenty underwear and, and have like a fashion show right then and there too. I would. I will. I will make sure I get all of my ventures out there. You, you're gonna have the biggest audience there is <laughs> for that opportunity. Yeah. So why not make sure people know about all your other projects? I'm just. I'm just concerned about the music. Rihanna mm -hmm. hasn't come out with anything new in a while. I don't yeah. think something that bothers like Super Bowl because some of the performers are people that are not necessarily like hot right now, right? But um, yeah. yeah, Rihanna hasn't really came out with music in a while now. Yeah, and if you look back at her catalog of like music, she's got hit after hit after hit, kind of like one of our uh, yeah. friends Seamus. Banger after banger after banger. That's a wrestling reference. I'm sure we'll be, there'll be more of those throughout yes. the entire show. But she's just got hit after hit after hit. I mean, her every song she's had has been, what, number one or in the top five, whatever. So, And I remember yeah. seeing a few years ago, uh, Halsey, the, the, the artist Halsey, she was on Saturday Night Live and she was doing a performance and she was painting while she was performing. And I thought that's like a crazy thing to do, to be able to yeah. do. So like to see it at the halftime right. show in a sense, like, I mean, if anybody can do it, it's Rihanna. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she can pull it off. I also can see people making up all kinds of rumors and, and it might just be a regular performance. But Rihanna has also, also been featuring a lot of songs or have featured a lot of other artists in her music so i'm more curious about who she's going to bring because you know in recent years the halftime show has never been a solo thing they always end up bringing more people and featuring other people so so i want to see who she's going to be bringing with her uh, that that would be i think that's probably the biggest question because she's done what with rihanna uh with uh with eminem uh who else has like I don't even know. I think she did some stuff with JC. She's done a lot of Jay -Z. stuff. So I think Paul yeah, McCartney but, as well. Yeah, a lot of different. Yeah. People. I mean, we did see Eminem last year, so maybe she won't bring Eminem here. But um, but yeah, I'm just curious to see who she's gonna bring as her guest, or if she does, you know, do a guest. It's been it's been rare since we've seen just a solo performer do the halftime show. Yeah, and she's got enough hits that I think that she can do it on her own. So. Uh, I guess we just kind of have to wait and see. I thought that was just a wacky. Do you think? Do you think Rihanna will get offended if they ask her to share her halftime spot with someone like uh, J Lo did? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I don't. I don't think she would. Um, but it's it's definitely like it, put yourself in in the shoes. Like, how would you how would you be able to pick the top songs to perform if you have to like split already? What what? How long did they perform for? Like fifteen minutes and twenty minutes. Yeah, I think that's why Jayla was saying that they have usually 12 minutes and once she yeah. has to split her time, it came down to like six minutes. But it's just like it's it's just yeah. a performance. It's not a it's not a concert. You should be able to exactly. figure out what vibe you're trying to give to the crowd and, and pick a couple of songs from that. I, I I I I always just found that funny because I don't know if Shakira might have taken offense to that, but it's just like you're in the halftime yeah. show. Just getting even the chance to do that is such a big deal. Yeah. But and but I, I see your Shakira. point too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like to do it with Shakira. Shakira. Yeah. Like, and Bad Bunny. Don't leave my boy Bad Bunny out of it. Bad Bunny was Bad Bunny. performance. Yeah. I think honestly, I think that's coming sooner or later. Bad Bunny doing something with you know, doing getting a halftime spot because Yeah, I would I would top die. artists I would in the world. There. I mean I it's would coming. be there dying. Yeah. The camera will pan into me passing out of excitement. Because when he did that when he did the halftime show with Shakira and J-Lo, he wasn't as big as he is now. And a lot of people knew who he was, but yeah. he's grown to the point where he could actually headline, and that's crazy to me. And you were at the show uh, for the v at the VMAs at, at uh, was it Yankee Stadium where he performed? 
No, I wasn't. I was supposed to be there, but I ah, wasn't. Okay, but okay. yeah, I had I had tickets. I gave them away. <laughs> that still hurts. <laughs> but hey, I feel like I did a good. I, I feel like I did a good deed, you know. But yeah, I was supposed to be there when he won the Artist of the Year. The ver he was the very first uh, non-English uh, speaking act to win Artist of the Year over Drake. Over there was a lot of big names uh, nominated, and he won it. I was very proud. Wow. Yeah. So kind of the gist of of this article that I that we were talking about. Uh, Rihanna headlining the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Someone said that she might be doing a makeup tutorial. We don't know if that's true or not, but all we do know is that she'll be at the halftime show. Um, but for all the people listening and watching right now, if you do want us, uh, you want to leave a comment or a statement or a question, if you might have, uh, let us know in the comments. Leave a super chat. We'll be glad to uh, read it out on the air uh, and kind of discuss all the thoughts and all the stuff that's going into uh, your statement or your question. And uh, we, we've been talking about, Issa and I, a segment where we can kind of dedicate it to the fans of the show, to the audience, kind of like a Hollywood hangout towards the end of the show. Yes. Where essentially the audience becomes the, uh, the celebrities, the, the Hollywood stars that we talk about throughout the show, and we focus on you and your comments. So uh, stay tuned for that towards the end of the show. Like I said, we'll be reading all super chats and, and all questions and comments that people leave. Um, and if you aren't able to watch a show live, you can go to kynchat.com to donate outside of YouTube, and uh, we'll be able to read, again, uh, a question, comment, or anything you have uh, from there. So, Issa, the next article that I found, and I actually thought this one was crazy, or not crazy, but a little uh, head-scratching, because I love both of these movies I'm about to talk to you about, but it says that Ash Ashton Kutcher admits he and Natalie Portman, in quotes, basically... Uh, made the same film as Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake, which is what Friends with Benefits um, from the year yep. 2011. I love both of those movies. I am uh, a fiend for rom coms, comedy. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> uh, first of all, I hate rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> I hate rom coms. It's so realistic and it gives people such an unrealistic take on what love is supposed oh, it to does. be like. But does. regardless, I did watch uh, Friends with Benefit, the ones with JT and Mila Kunis. I did watch that, but I didn't watch the one that Ashton Kutcher is mentioning on this article. But it's just very funny that you bring this up because I think a couple of days ago on my recommended on YouTube, uh, one a YouTube creator, her name is Jamie French, and she reviews movies in a, in a funny way, right? But she was um, talking about the movie called Blonde Ambition, and her whole review was in regards to how it was a copycat version of Legally Blonde. It was legally the same. It was with Jessica Simpson, this one. And it yeah. was literally the same dumb blonde that rises and becomes, like, big, smart, and all that, <laughs> right? But she even pointed out, like, the similarities in everything that they did in the movie and couldn't understand why people just don't admit to it. So I have nothing but respect for Ashton Kutcher for just saying, yeah, we saw a movie that we liked and we copied the concept. Like, yeah, yeah that's that's usually how it goes. We're wrestling fans. How many times have we not seen the same storyline or angle done over and over again with just different people in the story? Like, it happens all the time. Exactly. And, like, I, I saw both of these movies in that year. I think they both came out in 2011. And I remember being big fans of the still watching those movies, uh, actually. And I never even caught on that, like, they were, like, so similar. And, and basically the storyline is it's, like, two people who just, like, don't do well with, with relationships. They don't want to commit, blah, 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 you know, the typical thing. And they end up having, like, some sort of, like, sexual relationship that's not 
just kind of like friends with benefits in, in the sense of the title. Uh, but no strings attached is basically the same thing where uh, they try not to fall for each other, but they end up obviously falling for each other, which is basically the same storyline as friends with benefits. So it's basically the same storyline of 80% of rom-coms. Yeah. But it's, it's, either, it's either you you end up having you end up being friends that fall in love or yeah. you lose a bet and you have to go on a date with someone you didn't like and you end up falling in love with all rom-coms are the same except for yeah. any rom-com that starts with 10 things like 10 things I hate about you or how to lose a guy in 10 days those are classics to me so those I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt to those <laughs> oh, of course so there's definitely like those classic ones uh in these th but Ash and Kutcher always has a sense to like do well with these style movies like these these rom-com style movies i love this movie with britney murphy what was it just married? married i love i thought that's a love guilty that pleasure movie. i love that movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was so cute yeah. no he's just he's just a great actor like he can be like funny stupid and then kind of go to, like that serious emotional like yes like second. butterfly effect when he played um yeah. Steve Jobs, I thought he did such a good job. And I remember when they announced him to be Steve Jobs, I was like, I don't get you. And then I watched <laughs> the movie and I was like, okay, fine, you, you got it. Because I always saw him as that more of a wrong comedy kind of guy, you know? But when he, yeah. takes, when he takes those serious roles, he does a good job with it. Yeah, and it's kind of like, it's, it's weird because when these movies came out, I don't think this was a topic at all, like how they were just, how they were similar. I think people were no. just so set on the idea of, oh, I love Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I love, you know, Justin Timberlake, Mila Kunis. Like, nobody was really paying attention to how similar the movies were because it came out in the same year. So it's kind of like <laughs> nobody paid attention to anything. It's just, I don't know, now that it's coming out all these years later, like 10, you know. Uh, well, you have a lot of things, that, and I know you're a avid TikTok watcher like I am, but have you noticed <laughs> how many old movies or how many things are coming up from things that we watched years ago that we even stopped yes. thinking about? Like, and this is probably one of them that if you go on TikTok, somebody probably pointed it out. There's been so many things that TikTok brings up that I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> so I guarantee you somebody will go back and watch them and make some kind of video too. And he decided, let me just come clean before it goes viral somewhere. Yeah. I call them the TikTok sheriffs. Like they always just like do some research so and they do an investigation. They find stuff like stuff that came out like 10, whatever years ago. And now it's headlining news again because people are just yes, rallying around it, it, around it. It's, viral. it's amazing how they just like call out how different things were or how much people got away with them that they just, you can't do that today because people are finally realizing that there's things that are just not right. You know, yeah. I uh, fell into the, the rabbit hole while I was, you know, in the hospital with my mom of I've always been a big fan of Anna Nicole Smith and I always thought like she deserves so much better like we like society treated that woman like I already rap, know right and um, there was a TikTok about her interview with Howard Stern and, and yep. how much mockery they made of her and I hated that interview and even even just thinking about body standards today because Anna was always a bigger she broke them all and I feel like a lot of women's and the bodies that are I don't know, hot today would not even be there without people like Anna Nicole Smith coming into exactly. the scene, right? But when she gained 
a little bit of weight. The way that society treated her was horrible. And I found that on TikTok. And I'm like, yes, I've been saying this since she was alive going through this. Now she's not even here anymore for society to apologize to her. But that's like one of those examples of things that happened years ago that now these kids, like we call them on TikTok, are bringing up. Same thing with America's Next Top Model. I used to yeah. love that show. And now there's so many viral TikToks about how wrong that show was. And you watch it and it's true. So I'm telling you, the TikTok police, they're the best. <laughs> Yeah, and people always said, like, Anna Nicole Smith, she was crazy, she was a drug addict, different things like that. But then you look back and you see clips like Howard Stern telling her to get on a scale, like, offering her money that led her, led her down these dark, you know, these dark roads, things like that, where she wasn't crazy, she wasn't like all these things that people claimed. That was just a reaction to what she was going through. She was still so beautiful and that's what drove me crazy back then that i was like you look at a woman like anna nicole smith she gained weight and she was still more beautiful than 80 percent of people out there even even at, at her worst right she was still yeah. like absolutely stunning but um there was like i don't know if you saw it i saw it on tiktok also but the father of her baby you know the, the, yeah, yeah. the father of her daughter um came on an interview recently because the girl turned 16 so they were just asking how she's doing and all that which she looks just like her mom by the way but he mentioned how the night before that, you remember when she introduced Kanye West on an award show and she looked completely out of it and whatever. Yeah, she, was like, she had had a seizure and nobody knew that. He was there. Wow. She had a seizure. They had to give her a bunch of medications. They tried to get her to cancel her appearance and she didn't. Um, yeah, granted, we know that she was. I mean, even the way that she ended up passing away was accident overdose. But it was like, you don't know somebody's situation. And I just yeah. feel like, I don't know, she's somebody, we went off topic here, but she's somebody that I feel like society did her so wrong. And I see all this TikTok now. So people saying, how did people get away with talking about her or to her this way? And I love when TikTok now calls out the things that people got away with. Yeah. And I was going to wait till later in the show to kind of go into this different topic. Um, but this is kind of like the perfect area, I guess, to do that. Uh, you know, yeah. talk about all the TikTok stuff. I was on TikTok and over the last week, I just keep seeing TikToks of all this Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. And a lot of people, I didn't know, I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know anything about that. Oh, I know everything. I know everything about him, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> and I was like seeing all these clips and people were like, you got to watch the show on Netflix. You got to watch the show on Netflix. And I'm like, what the heck is this? So finally, I'm like, you know what? Let me turn it on. I watched one episode. Isa, I watched the whole thing over the weekend. And they're one hour episodes. episodes and I watched 10 of them. This is why I haven't started it yet, because when I get something that I know I'm going to really be into, I know I can't stop. Like, I'm not going to be the one that I'm going to watch one episode a day. Or No, I don't do that. I will sit there and watch the whole thing. I've done it every time that I find a good series that I enjoy on Netflix. So that's the reason why I haven't started it. Now, I am familiar with his story. I watch a lot of other documentaries on him, but I'm so excited about this. Like, the TikToks that I'm seeing, the reviews, even people that... Don't even watch this kind of stuff, but they know that I'm into true crime documentaries and all that. They're texting me like, oh, my God. And I'm, I'm actually, for the first time, the one that hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> when yeah. it comes to true crime, I'll be the first one to watch everything. This is the one that everybody has has had me beat on. But, you know, I had no power. No big deal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no power. <laughs> so did you like it? Honestly, I did. And I'm not a fan of, like, I like horror movies. I'm a fan of horror movies. Oh, they're my favorites. Back. But this show was not that at all. Like there were right. some scenes here and there where you saw like obviously someone, you know, passed away or whatever, but yeah. you don't see the actual crimes committed. 
it kind of you, it kind of just alludes to what he did. Um, and you kind of see like I mean, the I'm pretty sure you couldn't get away with showing what the things yeah. that he did. So they had to figure out a way to mask like it because he was very exactly. intense. <laughs> they show like a before and like after. So like before, like, you know, whatever he did. And then after he killed somebody, like you see like someone, it's just, I'm not going to go into, into detail of that, but it was just so well done. And there was so many cinematic spots in that show where I'm just like, I feel like I'm watching a Hollywood movie, like in the theater. Like this was just so yeah. well made. All the actors and actresses did such a good job. And then I started like looking after I finished, like looking up different things about him. I'm like, it was yeah. made exactly like I don't know if you saw the the new Elvis movie. How on TikTok? I haven't. So like they showed clips of the movie and what actually happened in real life, like clips side by mm -hmm. side from the movie in real life. And they did exactly yeah. what Elvis did. And this is what they did in, in the show. Like, See, I don't trust some of those clips because, and I absolutely love Bohemian Rhapsody, right? But as an yeah. avid Queen fan, I they didn't tell the story the right way. It was not chronologically correct. But I remember when the movie first came out, people putting side by side some of the performances or, or Freddie Mercury next to the actor and how much I like and how well he played him. Yep. And you're thinking, oh my God, this movie is going to be epic. And it was. Don't get me wrong. I really like Bohemian Rhapsody, but they didn't tell Freddie Mercury's story the right way. They didn't go in chronological order. He's not the one who left the band. Like there was so many things that were wrong with it. Yep. So I sometimes I get afraid of that. And there's others like where they glorify things. That's why I'm looking forward yeah. to this documentary because there's other true crimes, like stories that have been turned into series or whatever, where they end up yeah. just completely glorifying something that they shouldn't or just not telling the story the right way. So I'm excited to see this one, but I, sometimes I see the side-by-side -side things and I'm like, in this particular case, I know his story. I know what he's done. So I'll be able to yeah. get in there and just kind of see how accurate it is. But, you know, like I, I have issues with that because I just remember everybody showing these clips from Bohemian Rhapsody and me saying, yeah, yeah but it wasn't really a, bi a biopic. Like, they didn't tell the story the right way. Yeah. And this, I don't know, this show was just, I don't know, it, it, it blew me away just the way that it was presented. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect because I didn't know the story going into it. And that's why I, I just don't, I don't know if that makes it. But I can't wait to talk to you about it after I yeah. watch it too, because then we we're the complete opposite. Like I know everything there is to know about him, and you knew nothing. I want to yeah. know how the experience goes because it almost feels like when you're familiar with the case or the serial killer yep. into it, and it's almost like, like reading a book and then watching the movie, and the movie doesn't live up to the book. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So I'm looking forward to this. I thought they did a really good job with the Night Stalker one. Netflix yeah. did a really good, I also, I don't know what my obsession with uh, serial killers is, but I also <laughs> knew everything there was to know about him. And when I went into the um, the Netflix documentary, what I really liked is that I walked away learning things that I didn't know about the case. And this is a guy yeah. that I watched like 30 documentaries on. So I always love learning something new. Yep. <laughs> Got a plane. <laughs> There's a helicopter flying by or something. Oh, my dog is barking. I don't know what's happening over here. <laughs> But um, no, that, honestly, and I talked to people after the show that either watched it or watched some of it. I literally got a 50-50 response. Half the people I talked to said they don't like it because they're they're kind of glorifying him, making him look like like a celebrity where he's not. And it should be more about the victims, things, different things like that. And then there's other people I speak to who are like, it's the greatest show I ever seen, I like, ever saw. They did it so well. So it's it's kind of like I, I can't wait for you to, to to see it and 
so we can yeah, talk about it. I'll probably just... I'll probably check it out this weekend since there's no pay-per-views, no wrestling or anything. Yeah. But um I see that point. I also have been running into a lot of like people on YouTube being very critical of the true crime. Um yeah. But the true crime side of 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 YouTube and other places because people begin glorizing it or you know, you had like, I don't know, it, it, it's such a sensitive line, you know, like there's f- family members and people are going on to talk about these cases and you're not taking into consideration those that were affected by these killers. But at the same time, a lot of people know that it is very, very popular and there is money to be made. It's just how do you tell the story to where you're respectful to everyone? That's, that's exactly. what it ultimately comes down to, because I have noticed recently, more than ever, a lot of criticism going towards some of the content creators um, doing true crime uh, stuff because of how they're handling things. Yeah. And kind of circling back to the idea that we were talking about with TikTok, like, you know, the, the TikTok sheriff sort of say, you know, diving into all these things and coming up with things. I, now I see TikToks coming up about the Jeffrey Dahmer show, bringing up things that were unresolved or things that didn't get the proper, I guess, uh, ending they should have different things with the case. So it kind of, Leads me to think like now these things are going to like these things are going to be reopened. You know, they're going to start doing more uh, investigations into certain things that just didn't uh, conclude properly or whatnot. But like it's these kind of things that make people go back, whether it's 10, 15, 20 years to bring up things that are, you know, hey, I don't think this is right. We should, you know, investigate it again. And it's, it's crazy how TikTok has that power. TikTok is so powerful, also so dangerous because you also see so many stupid stunts there that other kids yeah. are going to go on to to see. And then you also have to think, keep in mind the, the audience age because when it first came out, it was very much teenage kid friendly and you're seeing, you know. So it's just like now it just become like, it's, it's ultimately right now it's just the biggest um, social media platform there is, period. Yep. It's, it's becoming the new Google. Yeah, basically... Basically. It is. <laughs> I go in there for everything now. Exactly. Oh, I love that. I also, I also fall into the conspiracy theories hold or like, because so many people like, I don't know. I don't know how these people are finding all of these things, but TikTok can be fascinating and also a very, very waste of your time because you sit there and you stay there for hours and you don't even realize it. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of saying on the idea of TikTok, I saw that there is uh, a new fight coming up it's kind of one of the, the oh, next people that i saw um it kind of said or it did say breaking news floyd mayweather versus deji is official for november 13th uh in the coca-cola arena in dubai so again this is floyd mayweather who is 50 and 0 quite possibly the, the greatest boxer of all time coming out of retirement again i think the word retirement is so it's not it. It's it's only it's only there for people that work regular jobs. I don't think famous people or athletes or any of them retire. They should just take I'm gonna go do other things or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Nate Diaz recently just said that on UFC where he was just like, I'm just gonna take some time away from from the octagon, but he didn't say he's retiring because never exactly. say never, I guess. And here's the loophole with all of that. So oh, technically God. he's coming out of retirement, but he's not because this is an exhibition, so it doesn't count towards the record because he's gonna be staged he's gonna be staged like what he did with logan paul logan paul exactly that Um, was such a ridiculous fight like i'm I'm gonna tell you something i'm a big fan of combat sports not just wrestling 
And I really wanted to see the Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight. It felt like a real fight. It felt yep. like a big deal, right? Like they, they were training, the, the press that they did for it, the, the shit yep. talking was superb. However, that is the only one out of everything that Floyd Mayweather has done after retirement that I can tell you I was 100% fully behind. That it felt like a movement. And maybe it's because you had two athletes, right? And now I'm not, I don't want to discredit Logan Paul. I think the Paul brothers... Listen, I'm going to give them credit. They've done an excellent job into moving into wrestling, boxing from, from freaking Vine. That's where we found them. It was on Vine. And so look, now it's the table. <laughs> right. Now, now, now the empire that they built, props to them, right? But I didn't want to see Floyd Mayweather against, against Logan Paul because I am also a fan of boxing. And in boxing, there's weight classes for a reason. Like, do you really think 6'2 Logan Paul will fight Floyd Mayweather in a real fight? No, they wouldn't even be in the same class period you know it's it just it's such a spectacle and now and i didn't even know it was in dubai now that you mentioned that this is almost like wwe going to saudi arabia the money that they probably offered them is so ridiculous that why would you say no but when you have that kind of legacy and floyd loves to flaunt his wealth he's like do you, do you really need to take that money <laughs> you know and I, I don't know i don't know i didn't like i didn't like logan paul and floyd mayweather and i don't know that i'm gonna like this either yeah, kind of back to what you said. I was a fan. I was heavily like, I, I love combat sports like you outside of wrestling. And I used to follow boxing and I just don't anymore because like, I, I can't even name any, like any well-known boxers today. Like the, the, the sport is just deflated in my opinion. And now yeah, and it's become a weird spectacle now because you have all yeah. of these people that are not real boxers. Like I have a cousin here in Puerto Rico who's a real boxer yeah. and he was in a card recently here that was headlining. He was a co-main event. The main event was two influencers fighting before the two influencers fighting. They had a real actual boxing match. So it's just like, you don't like, and I get it because boxing is not as big as it used to be. I grew up when boxing was it and being from yeah. Puerto Rico, you know, we have so many good fighters that you're so invested yeah. But I feel like if it's what you need to do to bring boxing back into the scene, okay, but make it at least a little more realistic. Right. If I'm going to watch that, then I'm going to watch wrestling because it doesn't make any sense. But now, yeah. I think you were going with the Mayweather and Conor McGregor. That felt like a real fight. I was felt so like invested. I even went to, the, I went to a press conference that they did in Barclays and McGregor showed up like two hours late for. <laughs> like, right. I, like I was so into this fight. Yeah. And you kind of saw the stages of the fight where Conor McGregor came in all this energy and you saw him start to slow down and get tired and get yes. winded. Like you saw the realness of it, you know? Yeah. And there was a, you, there was a moment in there that Conor threw an, an uppercut that I thought I had two thoughts. Oh my God, he's going to knock him out. And when I saw he did, it, I was like, Oh, Conor is screwed right now because if you couldn't take him out with that, you're done. You're not winning this. Exactly. No. And, and now seeing this fight, I mean, Mayweather, listen, Mayweather has done everything you possibly can do in the world of boxing. He's come, he's come over to, to, to professional wrestling and, he, and he's been in the ring with Big Show, you know. He's done so many things in combat sports. What is there left to prove? What I mean, I guess the money, but like there was, I don't know how familiar you are with, you know, the TikTok fighters and all, the, all that stuff that they, that they do. Um, but I there am, was sadly, a, I am familiar. <laughs> yeah right. I, I, it's it's like a it's like a guilty pleasure of mine. I cannot help but like dive into this stuff. But yeah, Austin McBroom, Austin McBroom had a fight recently. Oh my god! Yeah, in front of what two hundred people? Two hundred tickets were sold. They gave away <laughs> outside of the arena. They gave away one thousand yeah. tickets. They did a horrible job. And the arena was still empty. That. 
Yeah, they did a horrible job at marketing that. I don't even know how social gloves is still a thing after his first event, which was a lot bigger. More people showed up and they still yeah. ended up not being able to pay half of the people. But at least that one was, I remember that one was happening. I even, like, if it wasn't for social media and, and my YouTube recommended, I would have not even known that this one was happening. Because no remember, idea. it was originally scheduled for, like, the end of July, and then the fighter had to be, like, me he wasn't medically clear. Yeah. So I remember after that, I never heard him promote this. So when I saw some of the clips, and I'm like, there's, like, literally 100 people there. Like, the, I, that was mind-blown that they even allowed the, the event to go on. They had to yeah. lose so much money on that. I watched the one that happened a while back with like Bryce Hall and all those big TikTokers. Yeah, the like, TikTokers. That, that was a big YouTubers. thing. Like Nick Cannon yeah. was, was one of the announcers, the commentators. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is like a thing. This could be really cool. And they all trained for it. And this just like flopped big time. And I'm like, how are, this is boxing today. Boxing is now influencers fighting each other over comments on TikTok. Like, yeah. It's a, it's, 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 it's a shame. It's a shame, though. And when I remember, like, seeing Mike Tyson, Holyfield, like, Tito Trinidad Holy for me, Hector Camacho, like, oh, come on. Like, we, I, I have so much respect for boxing and seeing this. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you don't want the sports to die if done the right way. These people are training. Now, everybody that we're talking about, the only ones that I will tell you I have a little respect for are the Paul brothers. They have trained. They don't, I do think that they, they become so big that they can't sorry for the word, half-ass something, right? Like what Austin McBroom just did, that was horrible. He got knocked out and he looked ridiculous. Like he hadn't trained at all for this. So if you're going to do, do it, That's how I knew about the fight. That's how I knew about the fight. I saw the headline, Austin McBroom gets knocked out. Yeah, bad. Some people are thinking he got knocked out on purpose so he doesn't have to pay anyone. He <laughs> <laughs> can't remember. I don't know anything. if you've fallen into that, into that TikTok rabbit hole yet, but people yeah. are saying because they had to take him to the hospital so he wouldn't be held accountable for paying people, um, yeah. you know, at the end of the event. So I don't, you never know, but I hope he doesn't box anymore. Well, with Mayweather, when he fought Logan Paul, Logan Paul still hasn't been paid completely for that fight. Yeah. That's how I found out about this fight because I follow Logan Paul on Twitter he reposted it and said and like commented like make sure you get paid up front or something because yeah but then he also like try to challenge him for a rematch did you see that it's it's honestly <laughs> if he needs the money okay but he doesn't it's Floyd Mayweather he doesn't need the money like he's just I don't know what he's doing this for I do I, I you think know. he's bored. Like, like, look at, like, look at Tom Brady. He announced he was retiring. He was at home for like two weeks, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this." Nah, I gotta go back. <laughs> I need Maybe. more ring. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He, this guy is—he's been—he's done a couple of fights already. Like he did McGregor, and then he did Logan Paul, and now he's doing this one. I'm not sure any other ones. That's only the ones that I know. Um, but other than that, like, why? What do you, What do you have left to prove? The word retirement. Honestly, the word retirement has just it's lost its meaning completely. I mean, yeah, like yes, it has. In every sport. I mean, look look in wrestling. How many people have retired like and come back? Like the one honestly, the one person back. The one person I thought that would stay retired was Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels? Me too. I'm very mm. I, I try to like I, I try to drink enough to forget that, that Saudi Arabia match even happened. Because like, I never I, 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 not 
Yeah, okay. I have a lot of respect for him. He's not on my favorites, right? Like he's yeah. not on my favorites, but it doesn't mean I don't recognize how talented and skilled he was. But one of the reasons that I always have major props for him was because he stayed retired. And when that was announced, I was like, uh, I, yeah. I just, I, I, I hear a lot of people like Undertaker said never said never. No, let him stay retired. Like what yeah. is wrong? With, imagine if Derek Jeter came back and played like other athletes don't get away with it. The, the, the Yankees can't call Rick him Flair. Too. The, oh God. Rick Flair. He, he said after that match, his last, his last, last match, hopefully he said he passed out like three times in a match. Of course he did. Of course he did. That was there. Wow. <laughs> imagine, when like, he came out. When he came out, I had a very good seat and got his entire entrance. And I didn't know if I should have been excited or sad. Like, that's, that's how bad it felt. And I, yeah, and, like, up to his match, they put together an excellent card. Like, I had a blast at that event. There was some really good wrestling. But you're there for Ric Flair's. And it was weird because you feel this magic in the air because the fans are excited. But when you look at what you're actually watching, you, I feel wrong. Honestly, I, feel, I was like, I couldn't even be here watching this. Yeah. And I feel the same with like with Mayweather too. Like I don't know exactly how old he is, but like I know that he's been doing this for a long time. Like why, why put yourself in that position? Like you, you retired at your peak. Why, why go back and like tarnish that memory of fans? Like the memory. He is forty five years old. Forty five. So he's not. He's, he's not, still young. He's still young, but he's not like young, young for 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 boxing. I guess right. But right. And, and you know what? And, and you know what would be really sad about this whole thing? It's like the legacy, the 50 and all. Now, exactly. you know, if you follow boxing long enough, it just takes one lucky punch. And I don't care if it's an exhibition match and it doesn't go into the record. I don't want to see him get knocked out. And it could exactly. happen. And do you realize how much will get ruined over a cheap payday in Dubai? Like, yep. ah, it just drives me crazy because it really could just take a wrong move of your foot with a, with a nice connect and you could be down and, and you, you will ruin such a legacy and, and for it to end like that, yeah. it would be sad. And, uh, and speaking of wrong move, that's where we're going to move over to the next article. And the wrong move that I'm talking about is uh, a new article that I saw that I actually saw the, the video this morning. It was Haley Bieber addresses on the Caller Daddy podcast. Um, the the notion that she in quotes stole uh justin bieber from selena gomez i guess in this podcast uh she was asked all these gut-wrenching questions and you have to see the you have to see the video after this show and everybody is listening and watching right now go on youtube or tiktok and find this clip from call her daddy because when she's asked a question you see the answer on her face she kind of just like doesn't know how to respond to the question. And she's like, uh, let me tell you the truth. Like there's like, there's everyone has their truth. So you already know that there's going to be some sort of like something there. And uh, I don't know. I I've seen all this play out for years now, the whole Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, Haley Bieber thing. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but uh, people were saying back then that, you know, he was with both of them at the same time. And then, this, that, the other thing. So, like, what do you what do you think with what you know and, and reading this before the podcast? The podcast, I believe, drops tomorrow. I, I, I don't know why it's still being brought up. Like, Justin Bieber obviously has moved on. So has Selena Gomez. And the fact that people still want to make this a theme, like, yeah. drives me crazy, right? And sometimes I feel like the, there's so much more 
judgment put on the women that are in this situation, right? Like, talk yep. to Justin Bieber and ask him why exactly. he was such a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you know what that's, I mean? Like, honestly, I saw... that's, the answer, that's the answer I was looking for. I, I wanted yeah. you, know, you being a woman to, to make that point because it is so true. It's always, because it's, we're it's always blame game. So we're seeing that right now with this Adam Levine story, right? Like the whole, his DMs leaking. And I've seen so many people like go to this woman that exposing, which don't even get me started on that because I think that was all for clout, right? Yeah. But all the noise is happening right now. <laughs> but uh, people are going to this woman, to this woman and saying, oh, you should behave differently. He's a married man, this and that. I get that. I get that. But she's not the one that is married and, 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 and took vows to stay loyal to a person. While I'm not saying what she did is morally right, it's not her responsibility. He's the one who should have not been sliding into anybody's DM for your wife, you know? So yeah. I just hate how much like, like people are not holding accountable the people that should be held accountable. What she did is not right, but if she's a single woman, what responsibility did she have? You know, if Justin exactly. Bieber approached her while being in a relationship, it should have been on him to to do the right thing at that point. And in this particular case, I just feel like, do we not have anything else to talk to Haley about? <laughs> like at this point, like all her you know, businesses and all the success she's had on her own. Yeah, like why are we still bringing this particular issue that happened years ago up? Like, like, like I feel like she needs to just. I, I don't know because I also feel like they go into these shows when you're that big, you can have your PR said, "Don't ask her about this and this and this." So you're also kind of adding fuel to the fire. Well, to answer your question as to why this is being brought up, I did some digging and I found out why this is all coming up now. So apparently Selena Gomez is doing a documentary series where she addresses oh, all of this. So I guess this is their way of getting ahead of it. You know, she gets her statement out first before Selena does. Yeah. Then yeah. it's kind of like you it's know, smart PR. Okay, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Now this is smart PR on Haley. I wanted to see the reaction like, first, and then throw that piece yeah. in there and see what you thought because I guess I, she's addressing it, all of this gonna, in that documentary. There's gonna be two sides of the story. There's gonna be exactly. four sides of the story. You have Haley, Selena's, Justin's, and the actual truth. And the actual truth is something around everybody's stories, and yep. we're never gonna know. So it's just gonna be like people are gonna take whatever side they choose to take. Yep. At the end of the day, so so that's that's what it comes down to. It's like nobody knows all of these stories that come out about these celebrities. We're never gonna know what the real story is. Let me read you the quote from, uh, and the article says the quote of of where she was asked the question. And yeah. Alex Cooper, she's the host of of the Caller Daddy podcast, and she says, yeah. uh, people were always obsessed with Justin and Selena being together. Uh, were you ever with Justin romantically at the same time as her?" And then Haley, I guess, after all the, the, the facial reactions, she says, this is so crazy. I've never, li I've literally never talked about this ever. A lot of the hate and uh, perpetuation comes from like, oh, you stole him. It's about people knowing the truth because there's always a truth. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So like, are you alluding to something that like, what is the truth? I don't know. What if Selena stole? I don't know. What if Selena stole him from him first, from her first? Maybe they had something way back. I don't know. Now I have all these weird theories in my brain. Yeah. Well. Well. I mean, he dated. He dated Selena Gomez, and then I think he dated Haley, and then he went back to Selena. Yeah. And then once they broke up, that's when he went back to Haley, and then they got married. Yeah. So, like, I guess the real question is. Uh, we need to talk to Justin Bieber or someone needs to talk to Justin Bieber because that's what I'm saying. 
saying? That's, that that yeah. was my first reaction. Why did I tell you? Why is nobody holding him accountable? Why are we asking this woman? Ask him what happened. He yeah. Apparently, he couldn't make up his mind. He had to go back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, if it's meant to be, those J-Lo and Ben Affleck things, no matter what, and they'll yeah. end up together. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, always, I always tell people, like, J-Lo's collecting those rings like Thanos. She's, like, got all these engagement rings. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> You know, J-Lo went to a very similar thing here in Puerto Rico when she married Mark Anthony. Because really? he was married to a, to a former beauty, beauty queen here from Puerto Rico. And people say that J-Lo stole Mark Anthony from her. That was a big deal. That's the that's Justin Bieber drama here in the island. But yeah. J-Lo was on one of Mark Anthony's videos like years before he married this, this beauty queen, right? So yeah. I, I'm over here thinking like, I think J-Lo had him first. But I can't say that to the people here because they'll come for me, you know? But whatever, whatever. Well, the other thing too is after they got back together this last time before they got married, it was such a short time before they got engaged. It was only like a couple months or so after right. like he broke up with Selena and he went back to Haley and then they got engaged. He realized. He realized who he wanted to be with. Yeah. And Look at Joseph the, in the chat. Joseph is in the yeah. chat knows exactly what I'm talking about. Jayla was in a music video years before Mark Anthony married She put Diana, him on the map. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, the the next and final uh, interview or, or uh, article that I have here is for all of those Starbucks fans or all those uh, people who love the pink drink from Starbucks. Oh, no, I don't like the pink drink. Yeah, no. I've had it one time and I wasn't a fan. It was, again, it was, I saw it was viral everywhere and everyone was like, gotta try it, gotta try it. I tried it. I wasn't a fan. Um, but for those who, of you who are fans, uh, Starbucks pink drink will be coming to grocery stores. Um, I guess it went viral back in 2016 and it was on their secret menu. Starbucks, I guess, has a secret menu. Um, yeah, they do. And this product, uh, let's see what it says. Starbucks announced that it's pink drink, a coconut milk-based beverage with strawberry, acai, and passion fruit flavoring. That's a mouthful. Uh, will be available in grocery stores nationwide. It's not we were kind of talking about this before, before we went on the air. Like when you get something at the at the restaurant, and then you get it at a grocery store, it's not the same. Yeah, and that's that's the case not just for Starbucks. I gave you the example, those little Frappuccino bottles that they sell at the gas station. That's not a Frappuccino. When you go to Starbucks, a Frappuccino is blender, ice drink. What you're getting at the gas station yeah. is this weird liquidy drink. So I have a feeling it's going to be the same case. The only the only like product of Starbucks that I enjoy that's not from Starbucks itself is the little espresso shots. The cans, like they're tiny and they come in like, you can find them at like every gas station. They actually taste like two shots of espresso from yeah. uh, Starbucks. But that's the case with everywhere. Like, have you ever seen like the frozen meals from like TGI Fridays or something yeah. like that? Or the or the White Castle sliders frozen, make them at home and then they taste like nothing like it. I have well, Dunkin' Donuts is the same thing. I, I go to the grocery yeah. store and you see all these Dunkin' Donuts like bottles of different coffees and stuff that they sell. And it's like, oh, this is the mocha, vanilla, this, that, peppermint, whatever. But I think it nothing like it. And it does not taste yeah. like it. Yeah, like the Frappuccino, I'm telling you. Like, yeah. Yeah, when I saw those bottles, when that was, and that came out years ago, but I remember thinking, I'm like, a Frappuccino is a frozen drink. Why are you selling me a, a liquidy? 
coffee yeah. drink, you know, like I just don't think it's going to be the same. But listen, you can't blame Starbucks for capitalizing on something that has gone viral and is so big right now. Like, look at this lady with the pink sauce on TikTok. OK, like, yeah. like look at that whole tobacco. Like people are just saying, hey, people want to want it. Why not make money out of it? Yep. And I, I was actually just looking at the article as well. And it's saying there's a, a, like a lot of people like customers, consumers love to go after the colored drinks. Like they love like whether yeah. it's a pink drink or it's got like a blue coloring or like they love that's the stuff that goes viral. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not really I'm not really a fan of those type of drinks. I like I go I like to Starbucks coffee. for coffee. OK, that's what yeah. Starbucks was originally created for. I go there for coffee and Usually, I don't frequent it as often anymore because here there's more better local shops and we have, like, I make my own coffee here. Like, Same. But in the my States, I do go to Starbucks a lot. However, yeah. I just go for coffee. I don't order any of these fancy. We are very, very high-calorie drinks. If you ever look it up, there's so many calories on these exactly. drinks. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm completely fine sitting at home, making my Cafe Bustelo espresso and getting that five-hour energy in me because – uh those drinks are just not like for me, those places like Dunkin' Donuts or like Starbucks, those are like last resorts for me. Like if I'm traveling yeah. and I can't find a cool coffee shop, then I go to those. But right. getting a drink, like a pink drink. I've never I could I have one pink drink? Like I'm gonna like, <laughs> like I don't know. <clears throat> I've been ordering the same thing from Starbucks for so long. I do get the white mocha, but I get it with like four shots of espresso. So it's oh, just absolutely. basically espresso with mocha is what I'm getting. Um, but that that's about it. I don't I, I prefer my cafe con leche that I make myself here and, and, and from Puerto Rico coffee. I used to have my mom mail me coffee that, oh, that wow. local that's coffee when I was living in New York because it's it's just better than any coffee shop I could find. But like you said. When you're on the run, I do go. I do go to Starbucks. Dunking, no offense, I never, and I still will never. Yeah, <laughs> not not a fan of them, but last resort, whatever. Um, is yeah. there any other news um, that I, I know you kind of been isolated the last week or so? But anything that you heard or anything that uh, the, maybe uh, forgetting here? The only news that excited me this week, completely off topic, because we were talking about the shows that we're watching, is a Big Brother finale happened, and Taylor won, and she has become the first African-American woman to win, to win Big Brother, a regular season wow. in Big Brother, in 23 seasons. And wow. she won. This is the first time this ever happened. She won America's favorite player. Like, the person that wow. wins never ends up being the fan favorite. Right, but this woman got bullied, got had to deal with racism she had to deal with so many things and she played a game of survival right like when you watch big brother you see all these people that win all the competitions they're the ones who always win in yeah. her case she was playing a game of survival because they kept putting her up for eviction putting her up for eviction so i just think it's such a big deal women barely ever wins uh big brother let's just start with that like women are set up for failure from the beginning Black women have had it even that much harder. So I just thought it was so exciting that that is one thing that I went out of my way to make sure that I watched live. And it was awesome to see her win and make history. Wow. That, that's amazing. I didn't know that. And I have a friend, uh, a good friend of mine who, uh, she is obsessed with big brother and she actually, uh, auditioned to be on the show. And she was, yeah. I, I think she was, she had a situation where she was chosen to go on and then she wasn't able to, because she was having some health issues. Um, yeah. But she is like a like she follows the show. She does all that stuff, and 
uh, that's kind of how I get. Oh, my you have to play. ask her. I am sure yeah. she had to be obsessed. Like I, I, I've been watching Big Brother since day one. Same with Survivor, and I was obsessed with Taylor. Like I was like, if this girl don't win, I'm gonna stop watching this <laughs> show. So it was, it was awesome. And she's such a. I, I have a feeling you're gonna see her face in a lot of. She's beautiful. She's a beauty, uh, a beauty queen from Michigan. So she was like, for example, she was eating lace the entire season, right? You wow. always see her with a bag of lace, and then lace started tweeting about her. I was like, she's oh, gonna score funny. a Super Bowl ad or something. Like it's gonna be great for her. So oh, that's it was awesome. just awesome to see that because last week, last year, I don't know if you saw this, but Big Brother had an alliance of six African American people that came together to make sure that an African American person won. Wow. So. Um, they were. They ended up making it to final six. They make history, and then um, Xavier wins. And he said he was so afraid that because they did that, they were gonna have it now. People of color were gonna have it harder because people were yeah. gonna be looking out right for people doing that. So to see it being a back-to-back thing, um, yeah. it just goes to show you. We were talking about like things that people got away with for so long that now it's not the same anymore. It yeah. was just really, really awesome to see it so that's that's probably the only news that i was super excited about this week that i've been talking about nonstop. that's honestly that's fantastic news i i didn't <laughs> i didn't i think i might have saw something about the big like big brother finale but i was never like a like an avid watcher of it so i just kind of skipped over it. but that's that's insane that's props to them yeah and she gave and she gave a speech that i will i will recommend to anybody even if you don't watch big brother you know how they get a chance to like give a speech before yeah. people vote she gave like a president level speech. I was like, this girl, well, she's a beauty queen, right? So you know they they they've been taught how to speak in in, in front of an audience and all that, but exactly. it had to be the best big brother speech I've ever seen. I think she had it locked. I think she would have won regardless, but the speech was absolutely incredible, very empowerful for women everywhere. Yeah. So that kind of wraps up all the articles I had for today. I honestly, I could have sat it for hours and hours and hours. There's so much going on this week. We have the new season of the of the Kardashians out on on Hulu. I don't know if new you saw new season of Survivor. New season of Survivor. The whole scandal with Adam Levine from Maroon Five. Oh all my God! More and more coming out, and people making memes of it. There's the so memes much- are everything. Yeah. I, I I hate and love the internet because like they take something serious and just turn it into a joke, and you shouldn't be laughing about it, but you kind of have to. <laughs> I saw people using those memes to like promote their product, like like. Yeah. things that he like the the text he sent and like it's like their product at the bottom like trying just it was i don't know people get really creative in, in, in times yeah. like this so um <laughs> yeah that kind of wraps everything that we had for today um isa again mm-hmm. i'm i'm so glad that you uh won you and your mom are okay and the storm is uh kind of you know did its thing <laughs> and you're good now uh, yeah, two. but our thoughts and our thoughts are with people in Florida because now they're yeah. they're getting racing down for one. So everybody that's in in I think this one is here can Ian. I hope everybody yeah. stays safe, stay inside, and and be careful. Yeah, and um, I, I'm just realizing now we didn't get any. Uh, we didn't have our our third member of the team today. I mean, Roman was very just Roman. He was in the background barking a couple of times. Yeah, I heard him, but you know, he was <laughs> he was just you know, hiding hiding away today. He, he he fooled me. I had him in my lap because if I have him in my lap, he doesn't bark. And at some point I was talking, he just jumped off. So I couldn't grab him. And, and now he's just wilding out in the background. <laughs> for uh, for everyone listening and watching right now, well, first off, let me say thank you to everybody who participated in the chat. Um, and don't forget, you can always send a question, a comment, or uh, just a statement in the super chats. Uh, we'll be glad to read those on the air uh, every week. Um Again, you can follow us uh, here on YouTube. This is the YouTube channel, uh, Know Your News uh, channel. 
Um, Issa and I both have our own uh, channels as well. Uh, we both are wrestling or I don't know if you want to say wrestling podcasters, but wrestling influencers, whatever you want to call it. Um, Issa, where can everybody find uh, find you and learn more about what you do? NYC Demon Diva on YouTube. I will be back streaming this week. I missed a whole week, so I'm excited to come back. Also on Instagram, you guys can find me on Twitter. It's always NYC Demon Diva. Awesome. Uh, and for myself as well, I uh, host a wrestling podcast called The Angle Podcast. You can follow that at The Angle Radio on Twitter and all those social media platforms. Um, but Isa, it's always a pleasure to sit down and discuss these things with you. It's a nice break from professional wrestling for us to kind of talk about yeah, it is. like celebrity news and all the stuff that like, I don't know if for me, it's a guilty pleasure. I see all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, we I, got, do, I like we do. And a lot of people are like, Oh, you watch something other than wrestling. And I'm like, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> we have a you life know, outside like, of wrestling. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. It might not seem like it, but we do. And I love it. I feel like I love this project because it just feels like it's so different from everything else that I'm doing. So it just brings me fun. It's in that creative realm, but it's away from wrestling. So it's the perfect, uh, yeah. it's the perfect mix. Uh, and again, everybody is listening and watching. Uh, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe down below. You can subscribe to the Know Your News uh, channel. There's tons and tons of podcasts here, all new stuff coming at you every day of the week, every week. Uh, and again, Isa, thank you. And uh, we'll talk soon. We'll see you guys all next week. Bye. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Now nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.